Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Card. Um, it is great to be back recording after the Super Rugby Round. Um, first off, I think largely we'll call it a bit of a flop, but I am interested in chatting about Super Rugby Round this weekend. Lots of massive rugby news. And today I'm joined by the one and only, back from Singapore, Jimbo Jones. How are you, mate? Mate, cashless. Singapore sucked everything. I man, that is a very expensive country, but it was a great time nonetheless. And yeah, it's, a, it's an expensive place, isn't it? Isn't it? Ooh, isn't it? It's for oh, the wheelers, for the wheelers and dealers. Yeah, and and the narrative, right? I think the best summation of the trip, and I won't go on to it because who gives a fuck? But you go there. And there's just so many luxury brands just everywhere. You're walking past your Gucci's. You're walking past your Pradas. There's, there's names I've never heard before. And all the other tourists there are wearing all of this shit. There's just heaps of wealthy people there decked out in fluoro stuff that just doesn't seem to work to my eye. But I'm no fashion guru. And, and you're I'm still just, wearing my hand Day one, I'm there laughing at everyone going, what on earth is that? There's no way I'm spending 15G on this jacket. Day eight, I'm in there trying it on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out whether or not I can afford it. If I move some money, maybe I'll avoid paying tax, save, do, do the tax return two years from now. Swindle, move, whatever, refinance. But look, no, nah, I didn't. Obviously, didn't buy any of that shit. The, the gym and, I know certainly isn't isn't reaching for his wallet. <laughs> no, absurd prices. But great time, great city, man. And I had a good view of Singapore Stadium. That shit looks like it would have kicked off. I got there just after the sevens wrapped up. But, yeah, um, you that, timed that poorly. That stadium's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, well, they got cash, apparently. Don't they? It's they just one cash. giant aircon. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, obviously, if you, if you haven't gathered, no Richard tonight. He loves the designer label, though, Dick, doesn't he? Doesn't he, man? I mean, it's something that you guys must not get, being an audio-only podcast, but he decks out top to bottom, mate, and he does matching shit too. Yeah, the top the, people, the top the and matching, bottoms match. the matching that throws me. He goes the one-tone match. Yeah, exactly. I'm here, and, and he's always having a crack at me for just having my, my bathrobes on, keeping warm, trying to survive on a pittance. And he's in here decked out with his matching yeah. kit. Outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. The orange, the purple, it's the absurd colours. It's the colours. It's it the colours. It's the colours that get me. I get the I get the rest. I get the one tone. I get the brand. It's it's the colour choice. It's a London thing, isn't it? You can take the boy out. You can take the boy out of London, but you can't take the London out of the boy. I oh, know, and and yeah. it's it's not until you hear him speak that you realise it's not stolen. He's from the posh side of the London town. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, shall we chat some rugby union, Jimbo Jones? Fair bit of footy went down this weekend. The inaugural Super Rugby round. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But this was the round that I was most jazzed for i was i was just like begging for the new zealand teams to verse the aussie teams at the end there i might be on my own lonesome but i was so keen and you know what i, th- I think it largely delivered i really do no, I, I feel exactly the same way i know lots of people and, and i think this round's proof for them has talked about the need for an australian conference and blah 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 i was bored of the aussie teams playing each other yeah um i i knew i knew the results before they happened um, I've run out a bit of steam. I was really, really looking for the Trans-Tasman. Um, it just has that. It makes me care about five games, not one. Mm. I mm. genuinely want to watch all of them. 
um, and be disappointed by all of them, which is, you know, it's lovely to get that feeling back. I haven't had it for 12 months. Yeah, yeah. Other than the, the one, obviously, which is yeah. great news. But look, let's start from the top. Uh, kicking what, it all. What, what, what did you think of the? What did you think about the concept? Super ugly round down there in Melbourne. I think if you're running it for the first time, it can't be. Uh, it can't be in Melbourne, mate. It just, it just can't. Well, like, the, that's, so the, the that's what you do. That. That's what you do when it's already established as a successful sort of event. And man, you try and jam it out. You get it done in two days. Don't stretch it over three. Um, I think the mail behind the Melbourne thing was um, it was a New Zealand rugby initiative because it was a Kiwi home game um, and they pitched it to Melbourne. COVID didn't get much sport last year and the Melbourne government paid to have it and paid the Kiwi teams like a penalty rate for giving up a home game. So the Kiwi teams won out. And they got paid by the Melbourne government. I believe that's my understanding. There's no way they got their cash back, mate. There's no way. Um, yeah, I, look, I'm with you, Jim. I understand if I'm a Melbourne rugby fan, good on you. There's about seven of you. We love you. Um, I know there's not a lot. You're right, though. You, you can't start it there. And I understand they didn't get any sport last year. Fair play to them. They deserve some sport. But it just didn't look like we had the crowds that, that you needed for it. And I think the biggest um, stuff up of it all is I think game of the round, we'll get to that, was obviously the Super W. Um, but was the lack of the lack of any sort of fanfare, which was, you know, what events were on before it, what what game, what things were happening between the games, what was the halftime show? How much was the uh, schooner? How much was the schooner? Is it all over Twitter? Are you getting all the different rugby podcasts down there running tents, little drinking competition? I'm just trying to get free tickets here. You can't blame me for trying. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, why weren't they? Why weren't they getting all these different personalities, classic wallabies, touch football comp, kids comp, hot dog eating contests, uh, fastest player in super rugby sprint competition. Catch the Gary Owen. Bench press competition between the players. Like, do some of the Rugby seven shit. What were they doing? Just let's put it on an AFL stadium, AFL town. Uh, a few people show up and have the Rebels play the Crusaders. It'll be as, sick. As the final act, as the prestige. I don't know. It felt, like, I like the idea, but it felt like they got a lot wrong. Um, and, and the marketing pigeons um, were just pigeoning on with this one. Yeah. They'd spent all their cash securing it that they had none left to actually make it a spectacle. Yeah, or just like didn't care to or something like that. I well, they know. probably saw ticket sales leading up to it and went, fuck it, let's not yeah. waste our money. So I love the concept. I'm all for seeing it again next year, um, especially after um, lots of home games between the Aussie Swords and Kiwi Swords. Great way to start it, uh, but they have to do better. Yeah. It's a I fail. Have to do better. It's, it's a, a fail, fail on my part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll give him a. I'll give him a high D. High D. Yeah. With right. the report, with the report card, I think it's the first thing we've reported on this year. Jim. Yeah. High D. We're um, unanimous. We are unanimous. Richard, he just texted. Oh shit! He gave him a B. God. Pompous. He was then buying clothes on Brunswick. I think. <laughs> That's a street, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be one over there. Brunswick um, Sheer. Look, to, to chat the actual footy, I think I just want to start with the women's final. Um, I thought that was um, 
a truly, truly awesome game of rugby. Uh, I've admitted on this podcast, I've been guilty of, of probably not watching enough of it. I watched every minute of that final um, and it was just sensational quality football. Um, the refereeing was wonderful. The footy was wonderful. The, the change of the lead happened about 25 times um, and really had that feel about it. You know, the, there was the better football team versus the more disciplined football team. Um, and I thought the task might just get this done, but obviously full credit to the Fiji Drua um, smashed it out in the end and in the end sort of did it comfortably in the end of it. But I, I loved every minute of that game and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think we're onto a winner with the, the super women with the product there. Um, and I saw some scenes on Twitter, uh, what's happening over in Europe with their female competition. It's going to be huge, mate. I think it's a few years away from Denzel being um, awesome. The women's rugby. Any thoughts on the final? Oh, look, I didn't get to catch it. So good, good on you. I didn't get to catch it, but the Fujian draw were winning. Like they were the form, form team of the comp. Um, huge. Huge for that nation, huge for the comp, huge for the future and prosperity of Super W rugby. It just needs, and I don't want to play Neg Sally or Neg Nancy, but just needs more cash behind it. It yeah, really it does. does. And on that point, when I watched um, highlights of the European competition, I think they had like 25,000 people out there watching it. It was awesome. The standard was much higher um, really? was, the, was the impression I got. We've got uh, the talent in the cash. country. We've got yeah, the we talent in the country. We just look at the sevens program. Mate, you just got to secure it. You got to foster it. You got to build it. You got to make it worth them staying in shape through their 20s. Um, yeah, but awesome. Really enjoyed that. So huge success there. Congratulations to the drummer. Um, the mail coming out of that one was the Waratahs players didn't bother to hang around to cheer on the female team. Um, any thoughts on that, Jim? Mate, didn't, bother, I, didn't bother to stick around for the next day. It's not a culture I would create if I was in charge of that Waratah program and I would do so many things differently, you know? I talk about this all the time, how important all that little shit is to everything. And when you get that right, does it trickle down through the fans, trickle down through the players' performance? So that is a real low act. I'm not surprised. Um, and I hope they all got a dressing down. Yeah, and... You feel like it's just oversight, which tells you that there's a cultural problem because, uh, you know, the clubs that, that are successful are the ones that have the first graders watching fourth grade. Yes. I love running out there knowing the first graders were watching me. Wasn't it great? And they just cheer you on on whatever <laughs> trivial thing that you did. And, and that's when you know you're at a good club. Um, and if it and is an oversight, like you said, that's just them not knowing or they had a rostered training or preparation session. The flights were too expensive to change. They were booked earlier in the year. No good. Yeah, not good enough, is it? It's simply not good enough. Um, yeah. Anyway, by the by, we don't want to we don't want to pour fuel on the fire or take away from the women's final. Um, but but yeah, not good enough. Not good enough. Speaking of not good enough, Jim, first game to kick it all off, Chiefs Waratahs. Um, I'll tell you what's not good enough, and, and I don't want to get bogged down in the card. <laughs> you know I do. Uh, but I don't want to get bogged down in the card, but just Chiefs Vitas kicking off Trans-Tasman, frothing. It was genuine buzz for Rugby Union. And within three minutes, check, check. <laughs> check, All check. done. All done. Game over. Three minutes in. I had hope, man. I held out hope. 
that this was going to be an encounter for the ages. I thought maybe there's enough wind in that tar sail, you know, maybe that extra rest while they waited for the later, cheaper flight. Maybe they pick something up in that time. Um, and then, like you said, check, check. But you know what, man? I was going through my, my Google Drive. My personal Google Drive is overflowing right now. And I was going through photos and I saw a photo that dated back to 2016, man. And it was a comment on the SoundCloud of when we were doing this podcast. And I, I won't say the name, but the comment read as such. Great podcast and all, but can you not do 20 minutes on red cards, please? It's incredibly boring, <laughs> especially when your point's made in the first minute. All right. Fair play, Jim. But that's, changed. But that's, Nothing's but, changed in six years. And that's that's the point I'm trying to make. That's that very funny. We are six years later. I mean, I'll send it to you after this, but six years later, this, the narrative is the same, if not worse. And, um, and I know those who disagree with this would just say, well, the players haven't learned. Well, if it's taken six years, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not a deterrent. I think it's common knowledge amongst all coaching staff and players that there's nothing I can do, man. Obviously, I will go out every game and try, but sometimes gravity wins. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, and, and, and I think the particularly frustrating one about this one, and I, again, I know what the counterpoint will be, is it's been uh, withdrawn back to a yellow from the judiciary after. So he's not suspended. So they've they've admitted that the ref got it wrong. Now, by the by, I thought it probably was a red in the current framework. But if they've admitted the ref, the ref got it wrong, well, hang on, do the Tars get the points back then? Do we have a replay of the game? Because they just played the game 13 on 15 for 10 minutes. Yeah. Look, it's, it's the implications of giving a red card are massive. If that's the rule, if the judiciary are going to go down which I love, but I understand why many people don't. Uh, but if they're going to go down and do that, the ref just can't be giving them unless it's 100% certain a red card um, because you're ruining the competition, the spectacle. Anyway, we said it in 2016, let's push on. I actually thought for the rest of the game, um, the Tars dug in, uh, in particular, Jake Gordon had an absolute blinder. Yeah. Look, look before we move on, and I know we said it in 2016, my parting point in this is the TMO needs to needs to take more responsibility here. Mate, he's the one in the cool, calm, air-conditioned office, you know. He hasn't got six, five, 120-kilo dudes telling him what they think. He's the yeah. dude in the air con. He's got the Earl Grey to the left. He's got the almond milk in it like he likes. He's the dude cool, calm, and collected that should be going, sorry, mate, it's probably not a red stick with your yellow. But they just sit there. They must be the betas of the refereeing room, mate. They just do it. The touchy's got more cred than the TMO at this point. I agree. But I think um, I think what tends to happen is it's their moment to shine, mate. They're just bored. Who? The TMOs? The TMOs. So they're getting in there going, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get in there and fucking get my name lit up in bright colours. And then you're right, they just always agree with the ref. If the yeah. red goes, so contact to the shoulder first, team go, TMO goes, yeah, I agree. If they yeah, go, TMO. there's no minute. No mitigation there. They go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no mitigation. I'm going to go around. Do you agree? Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so, no, shit else. I agree. Team, I'd love to see a little bit more from them. Um, but, but look, it just basically meant we didn't have a game of football. The Chiefs got 20 points in 20 minutes and uh, it was all over. The, the task well, it was. Let's give them, yeah, let's give them credit. First half for the second half, first half for the second half. The first 20 there, they really, you know, they were back on. I was writing them off. I was... Man, I was oh, 
let's not go into it, but they came back, provided a spectacle, and then the Chiefs were just like, hang on, the Chiefs, man, <laughs> the Chiefs. Well, well, I think that's the story through most of these games is um, the last 20. It's where the Aussie teams tend to break, um, and it's where the, uh, a Kiwi bench is a lot stronger than an Australian bench right now. And that's replicated uh, internationally too. To, to a point, I don't know if I agree as much. Um, I think, you know, there are 30 sensational Wallabies out there. Um, we can get a decent bench on there. But I think in our super rugby teams, when you start looking at the benches, um, we start to drop off a little bit. Um, so I think you're right. It was, in, it was at the end of the game that the Chiefs pulled away. Um, I mean, you have to also consider the Tars had a prop throwing it into their lineouts. We had uncontested scrums. So that didn't help the Tars much at all either. Uh, nor um, nor the, uh, the kickoff to the super round. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I also think, you know, when you get a red card in the first two minutes of the game, well, you can bank that fatigue in the last 20. Um, that's when it's going to hurt. You know what I mean? It, it's going to catch up at the end of the game. And speaking of cards, we can't ignore the Jamie Roberts one. That tap down rule is a fucking fast, mate. It's the next one to go. As soon it's, as we start, as soon as we start saying it on here, we start saying it on here. Then usually that's six years. I know we said it in 2016, but it, 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 we got the up. 20 minutes. We got the 20 minutes. We got yeah. there. If we, we say it there. enough times that this rule needs to go, it will go. Yeah, the tap general's absolute joke. And the thing is, Jamie Robertson's yellow car, but it was on halfway. It was on halfway. I can cop the yellow. I don't like the rule anyway, but I can cop it if they're five metres out. Mm. Um, like proper just, cynical oh, play. Yeah, proper like slap down, my house, bitch. Yeah. The basketball style. Love that shit. Um, it's terrible. Speaking of Jamie Roberts, he hasn't been great. No. He's what, was that, what was that signing? Like, let's, I think let's it talk was... About. Um, Joey Walton um, being injured and Fichetti being, I think Walton being out for the year, they just needed cover in the centres. And that's that's the cover? I think it was. A 40-year-old Welsh dude. <laughs> well, you don't know until you know, and now you know. But, yeah, and look, getting that older season, dude, adds a lot in the locker room, right? But um, you've, got to ha- you've got to have a locker room for him to impact. At the moment, they don't hang around after the game. Exactly. Um, they're on the next flight home. I thought Gamble was sensational. Hooper keeps coming back into his strides. Um, there's not much else you can say about the Tars, though. Nah. But I mean, at the end of the day, the Chiefs rested nine and still put 50 on our third best team. Did they? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I'll give it to Edmund. Edmund, for an inexperienced 10, he, he's doing his bit. He's not excellent by any stretch. And a lot to learn, but I think he's doing he's doing a decent job there. Yeah, look, you want to go glass half full here. The Tars were a lot better than they were last season. They showed a lot of heart. Jakey Gordon was on fire. Um, you know, there's hope there. You want to go glass half empty. Harrison's injured. Parecki's injured. Bell, you thought, was going to be suspended. They've copped 50. The Chiefs had nine players off the field. We had uncontested scrums. They had two blokes sent off. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty fucking grim. You know what I mean? You can paint it out of your life as an Australian fan, but it this isn't 10 years ago when the Tars were winning in Australia unless they're playing the Crusaders. Yeah. No, it's not. This was a spanking, mate. The Chiefs got, got the job done there. Um, the real tell is this is an improvement from the last two years. Yeah, exactly. Um, but 
you know, anyway, pushing on. Well done, Chiefs. Uh, next one uh, was the Blues Drua. I thought the Drua uh, was sensational here. Yeah, you were telling me scoreline, not really indicative of the competitiveness of this game. Yeah, and the Blues didn't hold back when you look at the team that they picked here. Um, so the uh, the Drua certainly, certainly got this one done. Um, they had lots of possession, lots of territory. Um, I think they caught the Blues on surprise here. Pretty good game of footy in the end. Yeah, I think I think they do. And, you know, this speaks to sort of the, the form we've seen from the draw. And, you know, I feel bad giving draw a huge raps after we've just torn to shred the Taz, saying that they're no good. But they didn't have 51 points conceded. But yeah, it, it reads as a similar similar sort of performance from them. Never in the lead. Never looking to run away with it. Um, but they managed the blow quite well. And yeah, and look, patches, the, the Blues are a better team than the Chiefs too. You know what I mean? And They, they really legit, are. They picked a legit team here. Um, kind of, you know, you wouldn't have picked it. The Drew would have been the one to hang on of, of the Australian Conference. No. Showed lots and lots of fight here. Um, it was a pretty good game of rugby. All round, great weekend for the Fijian crowds. Great weekend for the Fijian crowds. Um, all right, moving on, Jim. Next one, Reds Hurricanes. Uh, Reds off to a lightning strike here. Um, and it really had this feeling of like, oh, shit. This is the top of our competition. We've got this. You know, we're here to fight. Um, and then that last 20, like we said, the Hurricanes pulled away. But let's be honest, it was the last 50. The Hurricanes pulled away further and further and further. Um, and, the, and the real talking point for me was Brad Thorne quitting. Look, Tate McDermott. And Taniela Tupo were the Reds' best two players. All year. All year. And tonight, they were sensational. Tate was on fire. Um, Tupo was given the hurricane scrum fits. Um, pulled them both off around the 60th minute. What was the score at that point? The Canes were ahead by enough. Um, I think probably 20, 17, 20. And it was close. Still in it. 20 unanswered points, though. You know, it wasn't over. I just, I, I, I don't know if it was one of those things, like on the football manager, that's how much fatigue you've got to pull them off, manage their season or some shit. <laughs> you reckon their, what, their I, health bar was near depleted? Yeah, I don't know what was happening. I think I, my only, uh, it's consistent of him to pull Tate off. Tate doesn't play a full 80, does he? Yeah, but is that just that, that thing of you've got a halfback on the bench, you better use him? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Yeah. I, I would I would be Chris Whittakering that bloke on the bench. You'd get one minute at the end of the game. I think it's um, because this shit's in stone during the week. This is part of game management. This is game prep, right? This is what they decide and this is what they do. And they, they usually play this out quite consistently. Tate would have known he was coming off. Um, and I think given that state of the game, Brad Thorne's the type of player who has absolute faith in the full 23 or else he wouldn't be donning the jersey. So at a score of 20-17, 25-17, what it is, he is still has absolute trust on that substitute coming on to get the job done. I think that's what it is. Love it. Sounds great in a pre-game speech. You're still lost. <laughs> you didn't you score a mate? point. Leave LeBron on. Pass the ball to Falau. What are we? What are we talking about here? They were your best two players. I don't know. I disagreed with it. Unless there's something I don't know. But you're right. That's probably the reasoning for it. And he tends to have that. And maybe that in time builds belief. Uh, but but they lost. 
And Tupo plays 80s for the 80 for the Wallabies, mate. No, no worries. Uh, I don't know what type of shape he's in. I don't know if he's, you know, there's always niggling injuries you and I never hear about. But um, yeah, could do better. I think yeah. just generally, and I've made this point before, outside of the Brumbies who have a better history of identifying their strengths and weaknesses. I think the Tars, I think especially the Rebels, fuck, we'll work on the Rebels later, but they are so poor at analysing their strengths and playing to them. They just lie to themselves that we have a good enough set piece. We have a good enough one-on-one matchup in the centres that we can get or have success. Yeah, that idea of scissors, paper, rock, knowing where you're good and trying to play it there. Yeah. Knowing where you're weak and trying to avoid it. A bit of Sun Tzu, a bit of Art of War. And him taking Tate off, like you're saying, it's just you're not, you're lying to yourself about what you've got. You're lying to yourself about what's best for you. Yeah, I think Wallabies Wallabies under Checker were guilty of that. And it's kind of, you you can't say it as the coach. No, you can't. But I think they're going to smash us at line out time. So let's kick the ball in the field because you're going to ruin your boys' confidence. But maybe you can say for this one, we're going to try, I don't know, brand it as something else, but then don't go to the line-out. It's as simple as saying they have a really strong line-out. We'll be up against it here. Let's play to other areas of the field. Look, I think the Reds are always going to be up against it with Crichton playing 10 instead of James O'Connor, who's been sensational this season. I thought Crichton played a right, Jim. So did um, I. So did I. But obviously... He was bringing that old QC mullet back too. Yeah, yeah, the, the mullet, they're the old Queensland red mullet. There that's what I saw when I was seeing him. I was like, man, that's Quaid. Quaid's uh, back. So, no Jock, no Pattaya. It was going to hurt them. And no Sira Uru. You know, they're missing some players, but so were the Kiwi sides. Um, I thought Harry Wilson um, and Fraser McWright were brilliant, were absolutely brilliant. I thought yeah. Harry Wilson grows a leg when he plays the Kiwi sides. Um, and you saw it on full display. And I think Fraser McWright, there's been lots of write-ups about him this week, you know, up, right up there with Michael Hooper needing to share game time at the Wallabies. Um, I concur with all of it. I think he was harshly done by by the ref on a few of his pilfers. David Pocock-esque um, got there a bit quick that the ref didn't even see it coming. Um, I thought they were sensational, those two. Um, but it just wasn't enough. I thought those four, McDermott, Wilson, McWright, Tupo, were sensational. That, you know, that was about it. I thought Paisami's good, but he's interesting at 13, Hunter. When he plays 12, he's got quite a good distribution game. And a foot. Yeah. foot on him. But when he plays 13, it's like he forgets how to pass. It's like he's so fixated on his running lines or something. I don't think Vinavala or Dalgunu touched the ball. Um, and Dalgunu, hasn't he regressed? Yeah. A couple of years ago, he, he was sensational. He's, Mate, he's got backwards by miles every year at the moment. The, the wing is so fleeting. The form on the wing is so fleeting. You know, and, and I don't know what the th- I don't know what it is. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I do. But it just seems like one year gun, second year, who's this bloke? Yeah, it, well, that's the wing, though. You're the victim of the rest of the team. And only a few people could pull off the consistency of it, you know? Yeah, of being a sensational winner. Um, I tell you what, who can pull off being consistently sensational? Artie Savi has got to be the best player in the world, doesn't he? Got to. I don't know. What, what's the award? Rugby boot? What do they win? I don't know. Shoot the boot or something? An IRB player of the year. He's, <laughs> he's got to win it, mate. 
I know it's a recency bias. He's fucking sensational every week. I don't know how, I don't know physically how you can carry that much muscle and move that quickly for that amount of time. I don't understand either. He is so bloody good at football. Um, He doesn't play the Reds win this game. That's how dominant I reckon he was. Mm. Mate, Um, great, great, great player. But look, the Hurricanes, third or fourth best team in New Zealand this year, probably fourth, let's be honest. Yeah. Our best team, the Reds, had a pretty fit side. They've been, they've been fucking talking about this New Zealand encounter all couldn't, year. Couldn't match it with them in the second half. You know, Tars got done by 50. We've only touched two of the teams here, but is there any hope, Jim? I'm holding out for hope. I'm not giving up just yet. I'm not is giving there, up just yet. Is there any hope? Well, speaking of hope, let's move on <laughs> to the next game, Jim. Uh, Brumbies v Highlanders. Our boys... Getting it done. It had to be. Talk to me, Jim. Look, every Australian team was guaranteed one thing this this weekend. Going into it, they were all guaranteed one thing. And that was that each Kiwi team, (laughs) that each Kiwi team, irrespective of the start that you had or the the ground you made up as uh, after. They were always going to have to be, they're always going to have to survive an onslaught, an offensive onslaught that was coming, a really powerful 10 offensive minutes from a Kiwi team. Each one did that this weekend, we saw. Um, And only one team was able to manage the momentum enough, stick with it, cross the ad line, hold on to the last pass, and successfully execute a full 80 minutes of rugby, and that's what we saw, obviously, with the Brumbies. They came off to a flyer. Old mate dropping it over the line at the start, you arrogant prick. Two hands, bitch. Please, two hands. hands. Just shave his head. Give him some black boots. I don't understand. He usually does shave it. He usually does shave it. Well, bald. I want him bald. I want him looking like Billy Meeks next weekend. Get rid of those sideburns. Yeah. You drop it one hand. I'm all fine with you scoring one-handed. You drop it once with one hand, you're bald for the rest of the season. And yeah, you're two hands, Sam, from now on. Like, I never want to see that shit again. But and two hands, you, please. Yeah, two hands, Sam. That was um, disgusting. But disgusting. It, was ab- it was absolute domination, the first 20. Didn't domination. even get a look in. 14 domination. points didn't do it justice. It should have been 50. Should have been 50. That's right. And then, you know, Highlanders bounce back. Here comes the onslaught again. Halftime helped us out a little bit there. Um, The halftime break. And then we were lucky enough to just sort of hold on. At the 49th minute when we saw the Highlanders score again, the opportunity was there. Here come the final 20 minutes, the ones in which they usually run away. And, mate, we just had an answer for them. We had an answer for them. And they just never gave up. There just seems to be a cohesiveness a collective want in this particular game to get it done. And they got it done. I didn't I'll see throw, him drop I'll, off. I'll throw some shade. It's because Mikella's better than Thorne. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I agree. To bring us back down to earth and then I'm going to go back to the moon. It's a pretty shit Highlanders team. I don't care. They, have, they, they haven't won a game in New Zealand. Um, and what except for the Moana Pacifica and no Aaron, Aaron Smith. Smith, yeah. Look, I knew you were gonna say that. I was thinking it all game. Thank god he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I tell you what, they didn't want to touch Umanga Jensen, it was like he had spiders on him. 
I tell you what, I wouldn't want to touch Umanga Jensen. Mate, just he a good player. Looks very, very hard to tackle. They are not short 13s right now, these Kiwi teams. This Crusaders 13 as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, he was a gun. Uh, but for the Brumbies, I think a, a couple of people definitely need to shout out. Um, I think Simone is just going from strength to strength this season. Wouldn't look out of place in a Wallaby 12 jersey at the moment. It's yeah. God, it's a shame he's leaving. Yeah. Um, absolute heartbreaking. Um, I think Lola CEO, people are harsh on him because he probably got promoted a little bit too quick to the Wallabies, but um, his return was needed and he was sensational. Just adds, he just does it quicker than the other bloke. I'm incredi- incredibly impressed with him. Like he got a bit of a knockback last year, not being asked to come on the tour for whatever reason. Um, hasn't played excellent rugby in the opening rounds, um, but he he's not given up, mate. He's shown a really good attitude in the face of adversity. I want to get better. Um, when he, I'm really impressed with his after-game speeches. I think he analyzes and sees the game quite well. And, look, he played well. He played well on Sunday. Kicks his like, goals too. Kicks his fucking goals kicks too. Kicks his goals too. I thought Nick White was absolute class around the base of the ruck. Um, I thought he controlled the game. His kicking game is such an asset. Fascinating the dilemma, him or Tate. Um, it's whoever I've watched more recently, I want to see wearing the Wallaby gold. Um, I thought Nick White was excellent. Um, I thought Brown had his best game ever at seven. Uh, yeah. A real coming of age type of game. Um, I thought Scotty Co wound the clock back about five years. Didn't he move? Didn't he get around the park? Still didn't scrummage great. No, nah. and, and that's why he won't make it. But step the fullback champion. Um, but loved it. Loved watching him charge around the park. Was very, very impressive. And I thought Swain was great too. Um, and Valentini up for the contact at this level, uh, which I love to see. Look, the Brumbies have got more depth than the other Australian sides when it comes to the bench, except maybe arguably if it runs. Why? Um, Why do they have more depth? Don't talk to me about the Rebels, but Tars and Reds, there's no excuse. Sure, but, I mean, they're bringing on James Slipper with 30 to go, and they're going to win the next five scrum penalties because of it. They're bringing on Hooper in the second row, who's going to make a 1,000 tackles. They're bringing on Lonigan, a Wallaby at halfback. Do you know what I mean? Like, that that makes a difference in that last 20, um, and the other Aussie teams just didn't seem to have that. The bench didn't offer them as much. The answer um, to the why for the forwards having such depth on the bench is because Mikela doesn't pick Reds, mate. He doesn't pick Taz. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of forwards, Wallabies in that rugby side. Yeah, you're not wrong there. See, I'll get a jersey for as long as he likes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Highlanders, they'd be kicking himself. Um, but, you know. So stoked we won this one. It restored a lot of faith in Australian rugby for me. It could have been a really, really ugly weekend because the Tars went about as bad as it could have. Um, the Reds started brilliantly and then you left that game with no faith, 30 unanswered points. Tars lost by 50. Reds conceded 30 on the Jonathan. I needed this Brumbies win, Jim. God, I needed it. Yeah, uh, I never really... I look, I was waiting for the Highlanders to score some points, but when Marty Banks is your 10, you know, they just didn't have it. I think next week, looking at the Brumbies performance that I've just seen, like too many times their attack was stalled and they were getting um, flat football and going into the ruck and losing ad line. And, and I just think a Hurricanes team that they're playing next week, like they, they love that shit and they will punish you. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. 
I'm excited, mate. I think uh, up and about with that Brumbies team. Up and about got me excited. Mate, top of the ladder. Top of the ladder and deservedly so. Um, no, they second. That, <laughs> and then the final game, Crusaders v Rebels. Um, yeah. ooh, ooh, this could have been ugly. I mean, you'll say the Rebels have got heart and they dug in there. And I'll tell you what, you'll say Reese Hodges played his best game I've ever seen. He was sensational. The Crusaders should have won this game by 100 points. Rarely have I ever seen this much domination. They spanked the Rebels in every aspect of this game. Spanked them. They just kept dropping the ball. It could have been so much uglier than it was. So good on the Rebels for hanging in there. No, 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 no. Not a good on the Rebels for hanging in there. None of that. Leave that at the door. This is, this is a man who has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He is completely out of ideas. He does not know what combinations will work. He's got no idea what his strengths and weaknesses are of his team. Zero. Other than the whole thing, this piece of shit, and he's trying to shine it to make it glow in that Melbourne sun. He's got no idea. And the only people who have less of a idea of him are the people putting the jersey on on game day. They have zero idea of what they're doing, what they're supposed to do, or how they're going to win this game going into it. They are the team you're in that hammers home, boys at the ruck, spread in defence, and don't drop the ball. Go got low. Got to keep your head up, boys. Got to Go keep low. your head up. Get to training early. Put in the extras. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to help, man. Yeah. That guy is heaps better at footy than There me. is. That's it. Their, their so end could... of game speech. End of game speech after this one would have been, we just got to get to everyone to training on Tuesday night. We not going to help. We can't just have the backs. We need us all at training Tuesday. And you know what? And Thursday. <laughs> I'll see you on Thursday when we're doing backline plays. Yeah, or no, I'll be there on Tuesday when we're doing tackling in fitness. That's what's um, going on here, man. They're getting <laughs> they're getting half the team on a Tuesday, the other half just showing up after the warm-up on the Thursday night training. That's what we're watching. Um look and to, the Crusaders to, are looking at each other, going, I can't believe they actually paid us more for this. This team <laughs> paid us more to come and do this. Um, I agree with almost everything you said. T- to give the Rebels a little bit of respite, I tweeted it and said, this is a Sydney Uni team 10 years ago. I, said, I think this that's is offensive Sydney to Sydney. Team. It's offensive. And then someone tweeted back the final of club rugby, Sydney Uni versus Sydney Easts 2010. They'd put 50 points on the Rebels, no dramas. They were, is that Tim Davidson's era? Yeah, yeah. Mate, they were a yeah. very, very Fucking good team. Matty Tamoa was actually playing for Sydney East, who was the fly half for them. Both teams was he? were sensational. He was better then. Mate, Tamoa, when he was young, guys, out, was a very good player. Uh, the mullet years. Yeah, yeah. The, mul- the mullet years is when he got real good. The pretty boy years. Yeah. You know, when he had a bit of QC influence. Yeah, yeah, then... I won't touch it. How good's Brian? I won't touch it either. <laughs> How good's Enol? Yeah. Who's who has not been getting much game time? Like I, I don't know if he's been injured. You know, there's people who know more than this than me. But the dude in his place, mate, he didn't get much of a but outstanding player. The 13s in the Kiwi comp are just something to be feared. But oh, Brian Enol is awesome. 
I, I remember years ago chatting to a Kiwi mate, and I, in Australia, sort of the golden positions have always been seven and ten. I would argue, who's our flanker? Who's our fly half? Um, and I heard that in New Zealand, it's always who's your eight and who's your thirteen. Really? They have the glory positions in schoolboy football in New Zealand, mate. I don't know. This is just a yarn that I'm spinning anecdote here, but I've always thought they've always, you know, they've always had those dominant, exciting players in that position, and all were sensational. Fanga Anuku, filth, mate, pure filth. What he was doing out there, that was Harlem Globetrotter shit. He was taking the piss, mate. No one wanted to tackle him. Yeah, um, yeah. Best thing I can say about the Rebels is Carter Gordon played well because he had to play most of the game. Um, because Matt Tamela, mate, someone's got to look after him. Those head knocks, no good. He's got to call it. He's got to call it. But I love that you don't hear about that, but if someone fucking slides a tackle one centimetre wrong, suspend him for 50 years. Here's a bloke who actually suffers from concussion, gets knocked out every week. You don't need a fucking boo yeah. out of anyone. Mate, it's, I'm under the full, I, I fully believe Matt Tamela is coaching this team in a concussed state. That's what's going on. Coach, he's got, he's got the sure. most cred in that locker room. There's no way they're listening to this coach. That's very clear. So Tamur is running Tuesdays and Thursdays trainings, half concussed. Yeah, <laughs> clearly that seems to be what's going on. It's good to see Leoto back, but he had absolutely no impact on this game. Um, <laughs> it's good to see him back, though. Mate, I don't know. What can you say? It's, it's a miracle. It's 42-17. An Wasn't absolute it? bloody miracle. Um, should we jump over to the next round, Jim? It seems what we should. Yeah, please. please. Let the trans-Tasman excitement continue. Reds v Chiefs, Jim. Have you got the line? I've got yeah. the line here. I've got you the got line it? here. I've got you the line it. here. Reds, Reds, Chiefs, head-to-head. Who are you on? Mate, I want to be up about it. I want to be up about it. I promise you I do. But I cannot see a circumstance in which the Reds get this done. All right, and what now if I give seven and a half points? What if I give him seven and a half points? I don't think so. I don't. No, I don't. No, I wouldn't do it. It's not a lot of points. I had um, the Rebels to lose by less than 30. And I was like, that's so many points. And when the first half was close, I was like, got this in the bank. I was like, that's not a lot of points. Crusaders <laughs> don't score. It's not a lot of points. Um, all right, see you on the Chiefs. I'm going to go to the Reds here. I reckon they're going to bounce back. I reckon Brad Thorne will have him walking home from Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> after that performance um, and they'll find another gear go the Reds uh, Force v the Blues Force obviously missing last week um, COVID has swept through the team poor bastards um, who are you on here Jim Blues or Force there's absolutely no way the Force win this encounter what if I case. said you can have 23 points that's one I'm listening to you know I don't know how bad COVID has hit this team um, that that's the real research you need to do. Yeah, yeah. bad. I think they do that huddle where they all breathe in and out together. Can't that's not what you should be doing. That's definitely not what you should be doing. They have not been watching the eleven o'clock press conferences last few years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who are you on? Blues by yeah, twenty three. Now I'm on. Uh, I think they're going to win, but less than twenty three. Uh, I don't. Blues will do that comfortably. Uh, Drua. This is awesome. I believe, if I heard this correctly, this is being moved to Fiji. Not across it, but my God. I could be making shit up. I hope it's true, though. Look up where ANZ National Stadium is. That's the intel I've got. 
I think it, no, but I heard it was moved. Why? Because I don't know, they want to play in Fiji. Is this um, ScoMo's? I won't touch it. Oh my God. You're right, it's in Fiji. How good's that? Very good. Wow. Makes you think they're going to fight, and Highland is pretty shit. This is my thing with this is I remember when they did this a few years back, they went to Samoa, but the ticket prices were so expensive that they were not really affordable by your average Joe. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. Let's too. just assume it isn't. We don't that's, know. Do it. Well, I know. But how good, especially after the Drew are getting up in the Super W, man, that'll be packed out, Highlanders, though. What's oh, the line? And how much this Drew team would be stinging to get home and see their family. Um, you can have the Drew uh, oh, the drawer. Uh, yeah, you can get 12 points with the drawer. No, I'm taking that. Yeah, so am I. I reckon they're going to fight here. They're not going to lay down in this one. They didn't lay down in the Blues. They're certainly not going to lay down in the Highlanders in Fiji. Man, that's exciting. Task Crusaders. Wind the clock back just a couple of years. This one had to be at Homebush Bay. Too many people went out to it. That is how big of an event this used to be. It's now at Leichhardt Oval. <laughs> at five. <laughs> um, Tars v Crusaders. Obviously, Crusaders are going to win this, but what if I said the Tars are 23 points, Jim? Oh, 23 points. Is that how much they rate the Tars? Do you think they need more? I think that's I an insult to the Tars. I think I that's think, bad. I think, yeah, I think this Tars team fights. They're not going to give up. They're not going to give up, not like that Rebel team, and the Rebel team didn't do Did they do 22 and a half, 41, 17? What's that? I don't know. You do it. But, no, nah, I like that 22. I'm going Tars. Obviously, aren't going to win, but I reckon it's going to be by 23 points. All right. Rebels here. We Jesus, we weren't overly nice to them, uh, but they're actually favourites against the Moana Pacifica. I don't, think this is, I don't think this is a shoe-in for them. I reckon the Moana Pacifica are a hardened team. They've played only two games this year. Have they played? I'm not even sure. They, they play weekday games. They're hard to catch. <laughs> hard to catch. But, look, they're a decent team, man, and they've played very tough competition all the way through. They'd be licking their lips here. This is a winnable game for them. I'm going Pacifica. I reckon both teams uh, will want this. I reckon, um, I reckon the Rebels might. Nah. Jesus, I don't know, Jim. Coin toss for me, this one. I'm going to go the Rebels, but smart money's on the Pacifico at that price. I'll tell you what, at Amy Park too, uh, there won't be a Rebel fan there. Everyone will be going for Pacifico, I reckon. I reckon this is, might as well be a home game. Mm. All right, and then the last one, <laughs> the bigger gym, Sunday Arvo, Dan and Canberra. You just got back from Canberra. Did. Dan and Canberra, Brumbies v the Hurricanes. Brumbies at home. You told me before you don't think they can back up. Oh, I want to believe, man. You know me. I want to believe. But I just think the Canes... Brumbies beat them last year. ...are so explosive. Their style of play now is flawed, right? Not an amazing team. But, my God, they'll turn it on you in seconds. Absolute seconds. The question is, is... Samu, Brown, Valentini, can they match the tenacity of that back through? Let's just go. Can they match Adi Sabaya? Can they contain him? Um, and I think they're a physical outfit, but I think they'll exert so much energy in containing that dynamic player 
that they'll run out of steam here. And I reckon it might be a late grab by the Canes. That's what I reckon. Well, I've got to go to the Brumbies. So I've got to believe Australian <laughs> rugby is going to win one, Jim. <laughs> All right, go. I'm telling you, this weekend, the Reds are going to win at home. The Brumbies are going to win at home. The Rebels are going to win at home. The Tars and the Force are going to fight. Way off. If that happens, I'm going to be so bloody happy as an Australian rugby fan. But if the Reds tap out after 20, if the Force lose by 50, if the Tars lose by 50, if the Rebels lose to Pacifica and the Brumbies lose to the Canes, oh, it's going to hurt. It is going to hurt. On that, just as a last talking point, um, a lot of people have come out and said, I've seen two arguments. One is, look, it's clear we need to play the Kiwi teams more often. Uh, this little friendly foray between each other sets us up for failure. We just yeah, don't I got, get gutter stomped. They've got they've gotten hardened. We, we, we get gutter stomped when we come up against them. We need to play in for round one. We need to get tougher. We need to get better. And that's how we're getting it better. The other argument that I've seen is we cannot match it with Kiwi teams. We haven't matched it for six, seven years, certainly since we've expanded. Uh, we cannot match it with Kiwi teams. Let's just stop losing by 50 every week. It's uninspiring. It's boring. Create a competition in Australia with an extra one or two teams um, and just have a domestic Australian competition. Um, which, which one of those ledgers do you fall on? What, what do you think? Look, all you can look back on is what we've seen in the last two years, right? We saw a really competitive and enjoyable domestic derby, you know? It was. But I good. fatigued this season, though. Me too. Yeah. I was saying it last time Richard and I did the pod. Um, it just didn't seem to work as well this year because it is quite transparent how the results are going to go, you know? And my qualm with it is... In terms of product, when I watch those two Kiwi teams battle it out, I, I could watch that every single day. I absolutely love the standard and the quality of the product in that derby. But when you flick onto Melbourne playing the force or, or, or a team that doesn't have as much flair or as much talent or, or ability, it's just not as interesting to watch. It's, it's, a, it's a hugely um, lesser product. And I think that there's too many teams. I think that's abundantly clear. We all know this. This is it's not even up for conversation anymore. But it does one doesn't survive long term without the other in terms of we need to keep Kiwi teams in this. I really like the model of Aussie Derby's sort of kicking off the competition, but I think once is enough. We play each other once and then we go and play the Kiwi team once and then we jump into finals. Why we? I know they're trying to add more rounds, more weekends with this sport on. You know, more people watching it is more money, more dollars. You know, we're always throwing. We need more cash thrown at this, but you need to build that product up because it's it's diminished. And in the same way in which the rebels and tars are not honest with what they've got, I think it's sort of governed by. We're not honest with what we've got in in terms of the Super Rugby. There's just not enough interest there. There's not enough competitive going on. It's not interesting enough, and it's regressed. Yeah, look, it's interesting, and I, I tend to agree with some of that. I guess my point would be if every single foreign player was playing in Australia, not not going to happen. But if that hypothetical counterfactual, if that was the case, play on. I think we, I think we'd have some. There'd be even. There's 20 or 30 Australian players that would be brilliant in our Super Rugby squads. Um, the current mould 
I'll give it one more season. I really enjoy it. I love it. I love sitting down for, for five or six games of rugby, trans-Tasman. I love it. If they're not competitive, though, it's, it's tough. It's tough to keep coming back. I think my fantasy model would almost be an Australian competition and a Kiwi competition and then almost like a state of origin at the end where there's two Australian sides, three Kiwi sides, one Fiji side, one Pacifica side, and there's a small competition and the Australian side is a representative. Um, you know, one of them is Queensland, Melbourne, and the fourth, the hypothetical, don't kill me, people listening, the other one's Canberra and New South Wales, and you merge the squads um, and you make a representative, almost like an origin team. Um, and we have two gun teams that we enter into that competition. It's getting um, confusing. To, yeah, look, I don't know, hypothetical. Anyway, just ideas, just spitballing, because I heard a lot of people saying one thing, saying the other. At the moment, I'm just happy to be a fan, watch the product that we have, um, and let's hope we're competitive and, and we can enjoy that product. You know, and, you know, not, COVID not was sort of a blessing. confident this weekend. No, COVID was sort of a blessing because it forced them to change and experiment with things and not just keep it the same, you know. Things needed to be done, and they did. And I think we've got a little more clarity on what works and what doesn't work, which is why I think more so now than ever, we've got too many teams, mate, you know. It's, it's yep. just the case. It's, it's which, just true. Which should be fine if we could keep everyone home. Yeah. But I think much like what I'm saying, if that's what they're telling themselves in the office, they're lying to themselves. They're not coming back. You're not going to have them playing in this competition. They're not doing it. It's the same as Simone. I remember when I was watching an interview or reading an article and Dan Keller was talking about the goals that he and Simone sat down and why he didn't get picked for the Wallabies and what his long-term goal is, is to don that, that gold jersey. And what we're seeing is he's getting overlooked. He's an excellent player. He's worked his ass off. He's in a successful system and he's still getting overlooked. Like he never really has been given that opportunity to, to put it on and, and try itself out. So why the fuck would he not sign that overseas? I know, but what I'm saying is 10 years ago, that was I'm plucking a name out here, Julian Huxley. That was like, that was folks that didn't go overseas because you just kept applying your craft here. And then as a result, we had these freaks playing club rugby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it filtered down and down and down. But now, of course, yeah, I'm going overseas. See ya. Yeah. Tom Banks, 1.4 million. Hooroo. I know. Crazy cash. Yeah. You Crazy. can't blame the players. Um, you definitely cannot. No. I'd be doing the anyway, same thing. we're talking around an unfixable problem. Let's just be fans and enjoy the rugby that we have. Yeah. But just to clarify where I sit is we drop a team. We have one round versing each other here, and then we have another round versing the Kiwi teams on a here and there sort of basis. That's the end of the comp. Have a final series at the end of that, wherever the ladder sits. Uh, which is basically what we do. But the only other people say with that one, who do you drop, Jim? The Rebels. Yes. Um, it's not even a question. You're not getting the numbers at the home ground. Um, you're not getting the performance from the team. You're not getting players wanting to play for that team. It's 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 dead in the water, mate. Ash, you've heard it here first. Jim wants the Rebels gone. Melbourne fans, I love you. I went down there for their opening game. Uh, who? I don't think I've ever met a Melbourne fan. Uh, you're so, neither have I, Jim. The Force can actually, you know, they've got a fan base. The I've Force loyal. Base. The Sea of Blue. Um, all right, Jim, any other shit you want to stir? Um, 
Nah, all good. All good. All right. Well, I look forward to this weekend of uh, rugby. I, I wait for it with bated breath. I really hope we show up. I really fucking hope we show up. We won't, but thanks for the chat. <laughs> all right. All right.